airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC, and we will open the phone lines up immediately, welcoming you into the topic of uh, the conversation today. Today we're asking two questions, and then, of course, we'll try to weave in maybe a couple stories mm-hmm. that are just kind of interesting as the Friday edition. Gumbo Friday. At that. Oh, Friday, mm-hmm. which is perfect gumbo weather right now. When it starts getting colder, you really appreciate a good bowl of gumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, incidentally, are you more gumbo gravy or less? Uh, what do you? Doesn't do you even like? matter. Just give me gumbo. Just g- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a gospel song, <laughs> right? Just Don't give, give me, me a mansion. Gumbo. Yeah, that's. I kind of feel like that's what it is. Yeah. It don't <laughs> Anyways, even matter. Well, I mean, well, that's all good. That's good. Um, yeah. Your kids, some of your kids have, uh, they have different I know. preferences. I know. Which is interesting. It just confirms that they did not grow up in New Orleans. Like the fact that they even opened their mouths to say that there's a special way they want <laughs> to have Seemed like gumbo. it was always right when I ate it growing up. Yeah, it didn't like, matter, right? I, yeah, it never was like, oh, I don't have, you know. I, I don't me, even you know. remember being asked that question as a kid. No, you don't get that. How do you want your gumbo? It was like, here is your gumbo. Here it is. But I got to tell you, with your children... Um, the reason I asked that question is because of them raising objection to what has been set before them. It's ball. Well, yeah, and immature in the Lord. Like, I mean, <laughs> they shouldn't raise questions. Eat what's set before <laughs> right, you without right, right. raising questions. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, so so it's the Friday edition. Let me give the number. It's 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. And the question for today is, what are you reading in the good book, capital G, capital B, and what good books are you reading? Let's share and grow together. That's that's the topic of the conversation today. I want to know what it is that you are reading in the Bible and what is it that the Holy Spirit of God is showing you in the living word um, as you're reading it and exploring and maybe diving in. And then also, what other books are you reading that have been insightful, that have been an encouragement to you? Maybe it's something that someone recommended. They passed this on as a suggestion and you took them up on it Mm -hmm. and you're so glad that you did. We would like to hear from you today. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can join the conversation uh, when you call Sherry B. She'll take your calls and get you on today. Uh, Will the Great, what are you you reading in the good book? Mm -hmm. And then what good books are you reading? In the good book, I'm reading the book of Isaiah. Um, Okay. Yeah. So and that's been very interesting, you know. Uh, so reading the Book of Isaiah, chap, just I, and I'm just doing one chapter at a time. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to read like. Yeah, just to get a yeah. bunch of chapters under your belt. So yeah, I'm that's just interesting. Doing one chapter at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because I think sometimes we have this feeling of um, having more quantity, like we want to read a certain amount of chapters a day. And I understand because different people undertake to go through different reading plans, um, which I. 
which I'm in agreement with. I think it's great, you know, mm-hmm. to go. There's different types of them that you can do the Bible in a year. You can do the Bible in, you know, several months or whatever. Um, but I really think that the quality of our reading matters as well. That yeah, we are, exactly. we are allowing the word of God to search us, that we are being convicted, that we're growing in our faith. Um, I think it's so important for that. So what what good books are you reading? Um, there's a well, there's one book we're reading, Pursuit of God, reading that with JD, and we kinda oh, hit a lull where we hadn't <laughs> haven't read in a minute. Okay. Um but that's that's one we're on like chapter seven. We're almost finished, actually. Yeah. We're almost finished and we're taking that also one chapter at a time, you know, so we'd be able to kind of sit down and understand what's being said there. Um, that's been good because I feel like um, A.W. Tozer writes in such what well, he wrote in such a way that, you know, it's different from how the, the stuff we read today. And mm-hmm. he used uh, the Bible that he used when he's quoting scripture is King James. And yeah. so J.D. is not accustomed to that. I grew up using the King James yeah. version. Yeah. So that's all I heard, you know, in church and when we read and so, but this has been good because I feel like it. Uh, one thing JD said was that he's starting to understand, you know, how he said, I'm starting to understand how this guy writes, you know, yeah. he's starting yeah. to understand it. So, reading that book. Also, I can't think of the t- uh, the title, but I'm also, I also been kind of thumbing through a book uh, that Brother Don wrote um, years ago, and it just kind of highlights, uh, you know, some, how he got to form you know mm-hmm. uh afa and so it's mm-hmm. just pretty interesting to go back and to read something like that because you you kind of see the heart and the dna behind what we see today and you know so pretty cool uh, very cool yeah 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 so as you know i'm reading through acts we're all reading through acts as a family and um i in particular i'm reading through acts um with the kids but then also going deeper to be able to teach them through the book of acts so the mm-hmm. the system that we have that we've worked out is that one morning we will read a chapter and then the next morning we will, and on the first morning, whatever it, however it falls, whatever the chapter is, we'll read it and then make some observations. What do you observe happening in that chapter? And then the next morning I will come back with some deeper study, some deeper lesson, um, sort of praying through, you know, what is the theme here that I can pull out for them, you know, that will help them to understand their faith more robustly. And um, we were reading this morning in Acts chapter nine, we'd read it yesterday, Acts chapter nine. And then this morning, we kind of dove in a little bit deeper. And um, one of the things that we kind of came to rest on was the Apostle Paul and his conversion. And the Apostle Paul, the account of the Apostle Paul's conversion is written like three times. Mm -hmm. Luke writes it three times, Mm -hmm. right? Um, what happens with the Apostle Paul. It's so super significant. And in fact, there's no other account in the Bible that is given as much time in the New Testament other than the um, crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, all the accounts leading up to that. Okay. The Apostle Paul is the only other person in the Bible to have so much written about their personal conversion and, and, and all of that. It's very interesting. But one of the things that stood out to us was, as the Bible writes, or as Luke writes, that you know Paul is on his way to Damascus and he's going to get men and women to drag them to Jerusalem right so that they can go before the council and he's he's looking for followers of the way mm. and so um we spend some time discussing how that's how Christians were referred to and the mm. bible outlines at least five different times where uh, followers of Jesus were called followers of the way. So we got into a conversation about that and I just threw out the question to them and I I kind of I had in my mind what I hope their response would be. And, um, but you know, you all, you always want to allow them to kind of think 
on their own, get their wheels kind of cranking. Mm. And I said, why do you think it's significant? What what could be some of the reasons that they would have been called followers of the way? And Mariah was the first to to chime in. And she says, well, Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth and the life. And she said, I would imagine, you know, and I don't know conclusively that this is why they were called followers of the way. But it's it's a good hypothesis. It's a good educated guess um, that they would have taken literally, as we do today, mm-hmm. that Jesus says, I am the way to God. And they are followers of that way, mm-hmm. followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so we kind of got into talking about that. And it turned okay. into an apologetics moment mm-hmm. that what Jesus said is very exclusive, mm-hmm. that no man can come through the to the Father except through him. Yep. And so it's a very exclusive claim. And And then I said, have you ever wondered about why there's Christian music and then everything else? And Gabby said, man, you know, I've been wondering about that recently. Mm-hmm. And she said, I just hadn't gotten around to asking. And she hmm. said, wow, that's the answer to my question. So I was like thanking God for that. You know, that's you can good. have those moments where she said, I wondered why it's Christian music and then just everything else, you know. So anyway, um, so we're reading that. And then the good book that I'm reading now is, oh, let me see. I think I have it right here. It's a it's a book written by Tim Challies, and it's called Devoted Great Men and Their Godly Mothers. Mm. Uh, devoted great men and their godly and their godly moms actually is the title of the book. And I'm really enjoying this. You know, I love church history. So mm-hmm. these are actual short biographical sketches of the mothers of these godly men in the history of the church. Very, very encouraging. And so that's where I am now. I'm I've kind of gotten here after reading a little Jay Gresham Machen. Mm-hmm. Jay Gresham Machen. Uh, some people were asking, what name are you saying when you say that on the air? <laughs> yeah, it's John, kind of a difficult name to say. John Gresham Machen starts with the last name starts with the letter M. Anyway, so that's those are some of the good books that I've I've read recently and um, very encouraged by them. Let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. The topic of conversation is what are you reading in the good book? Capital G, capital B. And what good books are you reading? Where do we go first? Will the great. All right. Let's go to Pam in Texas. Hi, Pam. Hi, how are you? Doing good. Hi. Great. Um, I have actually been studying the Old Testament uh, chapter by chapter, really, because I'm 65 years old and I never really considered it relevant, I guess, I'm ashamed to say, mm. uh, as much as the New Testament. However, I was pleasantly surprised um, when I found out that it's basically um, exactly as it is now. Some of the moments in the Old Testament, some of the, the killing of the... Uh, sacrificing of the infants and such is is very much like abortion nowadays. Only mm. you know, we've aborted far far more babies than they um, sacrificed, and and I see over and over and over where it's all just really history has just repeated itself. It's just a different century, basically. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> sad to say. And then the the, um, the regular book that I'm reading is called Hidden Souls by. Uh, Tamara Renee, and it is, it describes basically how God could, it, it's a, it explains why God would allow um, a child to be abused, um, and particularly sexually hmm. abused. And why would that, hmm. because that's such a, a big question for so many people is, if there's a God, <clears throat> why would he allow that to happen to an innocent child? Hmm. And of course, he, he there's always, there's always a, um, um, a bigger picture that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a very good explanation to someone who's suffered. Yeah. And so this book has um, used scripture and stories of the Bible in, in um, 
um, excellent ways to show that, oh, yes, I do see. And in this particular individual, uh, Tamara Renee, she was saying God might not have protected her from her, uh, I mean, beastly father, but he protected her love. He protected her ability to love. And she is now, um, she's now a mom of three and, a, and just an, an amazing wow. mother. Yeah. Wow. So that's really good, that, Pam. That's what I'm into nowadays. Oh. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for sharing. I really do appreciate that. You know, Pam makes an interesting point as we get ready to go to the next caller. She makes an interesting point. I think that for many Christians, if we kind of uh, take a step back, um, we don't realize that we have thought that the Old Testament is irrelevant. Mm. Um, not only is the Old Testament relevant, but it is our faith. Like it is the foundation for our faith. It helps us to understand what it is that Jesus Christ has secured for us. And I know Pam knows that. And I'm just saying for the sake of our of our listening audience, um, how important how important it is when we talk about um, understanding, you know, from the beginning and just the the history of the Lord's relationship um, with the Jewish people and the forming of this nation. And um, anyway, his plan to redeem um, every tribe and every tongue through this people that mm. he formed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's fascinating to read. And so kudos to Pam for, for undertaking to, to become a student of the old Testament. Will the great, where do we go next? Let's go uh, quickly to Steve in Texas. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you guys today? Hello. Doing good. Okay, great. I am reading in the Bible The Lord has been pressing on me, Psalm 139, Hmm. specifically when it says that you saw me when I was formless, and all my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them came to be. Hmm. Okay. And there there are no mistakes. That's that's right. There are are no coincidences. That's right. That's right. And what? Go ahead. No, I, I was just, it's just incredible <laughs> because I never call in. I never, and I'm talking to you guys. I'm the guy that Miss Miki um, talked to during the fundraiser that you got, because of you guys, God has challenged racism in me and I have been cleansed. Oh, wow. my brother. Well, I remember God. talking with you. Thank you so praise much for God. calling, Steve. Look, I got to tell you, that call so stood out to me. I, I talked to Will the Great about that call, actually, after um, after the, the wrap-up of that day. You were a blessing, Steve, and you were an encouragement wow. to my heart. I appreciated that you felt comfortable enough to share that experience yeah. with me. Yeah. All right, we got to grab this break, and we'll come back. We'll take more of your calls. What are you reading in the good book, and what good books are you reading? 888-589-8840. We'll take the break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It is the Friday edition. Uh, we try to do a little bit of a lighter show. We call it our gumbo show and mm-hmm. uh, also endeavor to hear more from you on Friday. And so we've opened the phone lines up. Uh, two questions. What are you reading in the good book? Capital G, capital B. And what good books are you reading? We want to hear from you. Uh, I think the phone lines are all stacked up. Did yeah. I already say that I'm Miki? No. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. That's Tone Spain with Bar Mitzvah. And Sherry B. is over in Studio CC taking your phone calls at 888-589-8840, 888 
589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Joe in Mississippi. Hi, Joe. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good. Hi. Well, I'm uh, I'm reading Diligently Seeking God by Gary Henry. It's 365 pages. And uh, the front says, daily motivation to take God more seriously, so I can't explain it better than that. <laughs> That's um, good. And, uh, and then there's the Bible. Um, lately, I haven't done what, what I want to re-encourage myself and encourage other, others to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just, just realized I need to refocus my focus. Uh, but the way that I have previously read the Bible, uh, you know, and work's been really busy lately, but I don't want that to be an excuse. Uh, I will read uh, one chapter 15 times a day for mm. 10 days before going to the next chapter. Mm. And uh, I basically, by doing that, I memorized Romans, Galatians, the Peters, the Timothys, Hebrews, James, and that was not intentional. I was reading it to read it. Oh, wow. But you end up memorizing. Man. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. But, you know, that, that part... I told myself, you know what? I'm getting kind of proud of that. So lately, I've been memorizing songs <laughs> instead, of memorizing, instead of memorizing scripts, so I can so I can sing hymns, you know, and 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 come down off of that um, that ledge. But as far as reading it, I think that's that's still the a great idea because mm-hmm. of what we know in school is that repetition is the key to learning. Mm. Why would that be any different with God's word? We do that with God's word. We're going, we're going to knock down a barrier because what do people say? They say, I can't understand God's word. Well, what does Paul say that the, that the Holy Spirit said, that Jesus said, that God said? Paul says, uh, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ in Ephesians 3, 4. So if we read, we may understand it. When we read, we may understand it. So if we read more, there's more of a chance that we'll understand it. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And once no, you understand it, you can do it. That's awesome. really good, Joe. That's really good. I was just, I just wow. want to jump in. I had a thought just in response to what you're saying. Mm. You know, one of the things that I think we cannot take for granted mm. when we read the word of God is that the author resides in us. So mm. we are filled mm. by the spirit of God. This is, this is a fact at conversion. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in our heart, in our lives. And I don't understand exactly how that works. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. this is the, this is the hope and the confidence that we have that that we have been redeemed and that the Holy Spirit indwells us. We are sealed by mm. the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is the author, if men wrote as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, if the word of God is his breathed out word, then it's it's almost as if you, as you are reading the word of God, man, you've, you've got a front row seat to ask the author what he meant. Mm. You know what I mean? You Amen. don't you don't have yeah. to just be out there sort of like, well, we don't know. And I think that's one of the deceptions of the enemy. That's good. I really do. I think the enemy wants us to believe that we cannot understand, right. that we cannot discern, we cannot know the truth. And in fact, the opposite is true. And I will just say this before we go to the next call, unless, Will, you want to chime in on this. It is, in fact, so true, not that there can be levels of truth. It is, in fact, so truth so to say, or so true that you can, that you can know the word of God, that the enemy doesn't want you to read it. Mm. It is, it is now, you know, I'm sort of an expression here when I say it is so true, you understand it's either true or it's false, but it is so true 
that you can know the word of God, understand and discern what is written, right? That the enemy works overtime to keep you away from it. So just think about that the next time you feel you're too tired or you just you're not sharp enough to understand it. You can. All right. Will the great. Did you want to? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to say looking in our uh, turban that we have on Facebook. I see Kenneth say he's reading a book called Breakthrough. I see um, Ebony says she's uh, in the book of Judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruby is in Second Chronicles. So, man, you know, praise God. That's people are reading good. their Bibles. That's very, very <laughs> and good. I've got good a- books as well. So. I've got a book in my queue. Uh, You know, I kind of queue up books that I'm going to get to a little bit later. This one, I forget exactly how it's entitled, but I think it's something like Every Day of Friday. Um, (laughs) That's in your queue? Really? (laughs) No, it's not. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Where do we go next? (laughs) Uh, Let's go to uh, Bo in Texas. Hi, Bo. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Bo. Let me tell you, I'm reading in the Matthews and the... uh, Matthew, Luke, John, and um, I just want to say Christmas is about Jesus Christ. It's about him coming to a lost world mm. for a sinner like me mm. and walking this earth, had the same temptations of sin, but did not sin. When he laid his life on the cross, he loved us so much. He took our punishment. He took on our sins. To keep us from going to hell. When he died and rose in three days, he paid our penalty. I want to give him praise today. Amen. He's alive. Amen. He's good. Yes. And I want to tell you something. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you can surely know that you can go to heaven. Because when you set Jesus Christ your Savior, you'll know because he comes in and he works with you from there on out. When you start sinning again, you can't get away with it. He lets you know he died on that cross. He hates sin, but he loves us. He loved this whole world so much to come and die on this cross for us. Amen. More of an amazing story. And that's what we need to be worshiping. The world has lost it. Just like in Jerusalem, I've been there twice. They were just five miles. They read the book. They seen the warnings that Jesus was coming. And they still did not go. I'm telling you, if you if you got a choice. You, you just got to set Jesus Christ your Savior, man, and that's the best thing that ever can happen to you. Yeah, you're right. Thank you so much, Bo. That's, God bless I mean, you, it's great, Bo. Great testimony. That's the gospel, you know. Amen. Appreciate Amen. That. I'm so I'm so excited to hear that um, accurately communicated. Right. I mean, what a blessing it is for Amen. us to live in a country where we can have an open conversation about the facts of our faith, mm-hmm. about the truth of the gospel, and openly communicate that, that people who are just you know, scanning dials might accidentally come across, and I say accidentally, come across an accurate presentation of the gospel and desire eternal life found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that is powerful. Bo, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Let's go to Susan uh, in Texas. Hi, Susan. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) Amen. I hope everybody has their pen out because I have three books. Yes, give them to us. Excuse me, that are great. But let me start with Revelation 1-3. It starts, blessed is he that readeth. Mm. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> I'm in Amen. Psalms, and I'm, I'm also doing it with Woodrow Crowe's book, Steroids for Your Soul, hmm. and it's a psalm every day, and you will be on steroids with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sound and like it helped you to grow? Okay. For new listeners, 
I'm telling you, it's hard to get past hard truths. Oh. Oh, <laughs> You know who Thank I am. I know, right, right then I did. Right then I did. I'm hugging you in my mind right now. Okay. And then I just finished Deceived on Purpose by Warren B. Smith. Hmm. And it will definitely open your eyes of the deception that's going on through a lot of things, media and books and uh, so it's it, and he came out of deception, so he writes from his heart. Mm. And I finished Jezebel's War with America by Michael Brown. You know, I still have not read that. How was that, Susan? It's great. It's okay. great and you will and you can pick it up and put it down, but keep going back to it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm. But for fiction wise, I'm reading the list and I don't read a lot of fiction, but this is written by I think two pastors, Buck Storm and Bill Perkins, and it's called The List and it's about Joseph of Arimathea mm. and his encounter with Nicodemus. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. And so they're really using biblical facts, but it's fiction, so I guess Someone will pick it up that might not read the Bible, but it's called mm. the list. Okay. okay. No, those are that's great, oh, Susan. Thank, thank you, you Susan. so much. Susan reminds me a little bit of me and how I've had seasons where I've been reading like several books at once. Haven't you too? Well, had mm-hmm. seasons where you're like reading through. <laughs> I'm just trying to finish them all. Just that's try- my problem. I know. I know. I'm I know. Start and stop. Me. It, it 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 happens so frequently. Um, and I, I just want to say, Susan mentioned Dr. Michael Brown. We're doing a conference happening in June, June 25th through the 27th, called the Marriage. Uh, family life conference this would be our third year doing it and dr brown would be one of the uh, keynote speakers wonderful and so we'll be putting out more and more information about the conference it'll be happening here in tupelo mississippi mm-hmm. but if you want the date so you can block them off and, and we'll give you more information it's going to be uh june 25th through the 27th here in tupelo mississippi at a church called hope church and wonderful uh, yeah. very exciting this it's, is the third year for the marriage family and life conference right. always a wonderful time, at least in the past couple of years. We yeah. have not been disappointed. The yeah. Lord has really um, blessed that gathering. Amen. And I think that people who attended in the past would agree. Amen. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Susan in Mississippi. Hi, Susan. Hey, how are y'all? Doing good. Hi. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, follow the other Susan, and I'm going to say get a pen and get a piece of paper. <laughs> Man, good. I don't know how much time I have, I'm going to go fast. Um, I will say, uh, Nikki and uh, Will, I'm going to bet that one of these books um, you would really, really appreciate. You may have read it. You may have heard of it. Um, It'll be the first book I mentioned, but first I'm going to get to the good book. Okay. So I would like to just read um, a couple of verses, if I may. Okay. Yes, go right ahead. I am crucified with Christ. Mm. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. And then I'm going to go to John uh, 16, and I'm just going to read verse um, 32 and 3. Behold, the hour cometh, uh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. Mm. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me... You might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Mm. Amen. 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 So I give you those verses so that Amen. I can 
head on into a slew of books, and again, <laughs> pencil and paper. <laughs> first true, first uh, book um, for the na- first two books are for naysayers. Uh, first one is Saving Truth by Abdu Murray, mm. uh, and on the front it says Finding Meaning and Clarity in a Post-Truth World. Great book, uh, okay. sponsored by people like Ravi Zacharias. Awesome book. Um, Mickey, for you, there is truth and there is fallacy. You need to read this book. Mm. Okay, uh, saving book, truth. Okay. Yes, ma'am. It, we just got it, and I just flew through it. It is just definitely um, for today's generation. Okay. Uh, Evidence that demands a verdict. Most mm. people have heard of it by mm-hmm. Josh McDowell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once we get to those two and we decide that Christ is who he said he was and we are going to put our faith in him, A.W. Tozer, The Crucified Life, mm-hmm. kind of mm. takes all the flowery out of being a Christian and gets <laughs> the meat and potatoes that we need to walk with the Lord. This is so uh, good, Susan. And I started a journey a little bit ago um, just in the Gospels, and uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? You know, we we live in we live in America, we live in the West, and it seems awful easy that we can, you know, go into our Christian bookstore. We all get a coffee cup, and everybody's happy. Mm. But is that all it meant? What does it really mean to pick up our cross and follow Him? Mm. And so now I'm going to read through some titles of books. Um, Andrew Brunson. I'm sure most people are familiar with that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pastor sure. Brunson. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, ma'am. So he's a current, uh, and if and if you're not a Trump person, I'm going to tell you, Donald Trump did a lot to get Andrew Brunson freed. So yes, mm-hmm. if um, you know, I mean, along with Mike Pence, <laughs> yeah, yes. that's right, mm-hmm. and yeah. Mike Pence also uh, works. There's, you know, if you if you look at some of the um, persecuted church uh, websites and kind of look up prisoner lists, Mike Pence is very active. Uh, mm. in several countries. Wow. So just a political plug. But um, Andrew Brunson's book, God's Hostage, wonderful book. One of the things he says in this book is, uh, I never really thought, um, you know, I'd be in this position, uh, incarcerated for Christ. And he said, the first thing you need to do is learn God's Word. If you are not reading God's Word, do it. Mm. Uh, we live in relative freedom here, but who knows if that will always last. That's right. What's the title of that, that book? Will. What's the title of that God's book, Susan? Hostage. God's okay. Hostage. God's Hostage. Got it. I'm, okay. I really am Excellent writing these book, book titles down. Okay. Yeah, and this one I read through in a night, too. Um, wow. Then oh, I'm wow. going to move into The Insanity of Obedience by Nick Ripkin. The Insanity of Obedience. May, mm. Yeah, some people may be familiar with The Insanity of God, which is kind of a... Um, it's, it's more detailed on the people listed in the book Insanity of Obedience, and there's also a film, um, The Insanity of God. Okay, Susan, we, we're getting close, so if you can give us those other we're gonna ones. We're going to have to go. Okay, so then I'm going to go to Voice of the Martyrs, IMN. Uh, the Heavenly Man by Paul Hathaway about Brother Yun. Okay. Why Suffering by Ravi Zacharias. Anything by Brother Andrew, especially God's Smuggler. Mm. Okay. And then Killing Christians by Tom Doyle. Now, I'm going to, I tell you what, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this because those other ones I, I yeah, couldn't write as fast as I needed to. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the podcast to get those. But it sounds interesting. And I'll tell you, some of the best salesmen for these books are really the people talking about them That's and right. hearing the passion and the love for the Lord um, that we take our faith seriously. 
It's very important. Thank you so much, Susan. We're going to grab the break. We'll come back. We'll get to as many calls as we can on the other side of the break. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Stay close. on American Family Radio. Boy, we've got some more calls we want to get to. Um, but I'm really enjoying this. Like, you know, when we have a vision and we think, man, he, this is this would be great if this would be the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always go the way we think, hey, this would be great if this could be the outcome. But I got to <laughs> tell you, um, the outcome is great. Like, this is good. I'm, I'm really enjoying hearing some of these book titles. Mm-hmm. But then also hearing the passion come from believers. Look, we have a lot happening in our culture today. There's a lot that's going on in our government today. There is a lot that's happening in our individual families. But if we can remember that we're Christians first, if we could lead with the gospel, if we could lead with the fact that we have been redeemed. So what we're endeavoring to do is to bring to the forefront of all of our existence, right, the fact that we have been redeemed. So that means it should be very common in our conversations. It shouldn't shock people that we talk about what we're reading in Scripture. Mm -hmm. This is our life. This this is the core of who we are as believers. It's not our afterthought. Yeah. It's not, well, this is the main thing, and now let's see what scripture we have to tag on to it. Exactly. No, we are being washed, and we are being watered by the word of God. We are being changed as we read the word of God. And by God's grace, there are men and women who have authored some books to come alongside and to help us in ways that, man, as we're hearing today, are quite beneficial in our growth as believers. Yeah, so great, I'm really enjoying point, this. Great point, and it's, all, you know, it's just so important that we keep the good book, capital G, the Bible, (laughs) you know, at the forefront, because all these other books are great, but, you know, there's no book like the Bible. That's right. You know, and so so, there are times when we can esteem, you know, people and authors and things like that, you know, even above the word of God, not maybe not on purpose, but we tend to seek knowledge, you know, and and this, but man, it's like, man, the Bible first and all these good books, man, a lot of good books to read that will help as a supplement or help us to grow in different areas and things like that. But we can't, you know, replace any of that with the word of God from the word of God. Let me, let me do this. Well, before we go back to the phone lines, mm-hmm. we've gotten a couple of posts on the Aaron, the Addison's page, um, just in response to what we're talking about. They're not going to call in today. Um, but shout out to Rebecca who writes the scriptures as she reads mm. through them. Um, and she's currently wow. writing second Thessalonians. So this Man. morning she wrote second Thessalonians chapter two, verses one through 12. That's awesome. She just finished reading the church in Babylon. That was a great read. Mm. I read that one myself. Great, great read. And she's about to start the unseen realm by Michael Heiser. Mm. <laughs> now I heard yes. from someone that that book is very, very good. That started reading, reading it this week as well, or last week. And he's like, man, that book, wow. You know, seems like taking his time too. you know, taking his time doing it. (laughs) You and I were trying to read through the book Angels. Yeah. Together. Yeah. You actually said to me out loud, it's okay, take a break. (laughs) Right. Take a break. It's, it's, yeah. (laughs) It's intense. Dr. Heiser is not playing around. I mean, this is some intense study. Anyway, let's go back to the phone lines. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Roger in Arkansas. Hi, Roger. Hello. Hello. How Hello. you doing? How are you all doing today? Good, good. Good. God bless you. Uh, the book that I, uh, the Bible book that I've been reading, well, two of them really, uh, Psalms. And the reason I like Psalms so much, David spends a lot of chapters in repenting. Mm. Mm. And right. yeah. as Christians, that's what we need to do is repent. 
And, uh, uh, you know, David done some things that were wrong. Mm -hmm. But God didn't make perfect people. He made me sinful people. But we have an adversary. Somebody could stand up for us and say, that's my man. And I (laughs) I love the way David talks about it. Mm. And my other favorite book is John, because Mm. it's such a wonderful description of Jesus. Mm. I love John. Yeah. And uh, the book I started reading, I heard a couple pastors on AFR talking about it, and so I finally got it. And I like history, uh, American history, what where our forefathers come from, what they did, and everything. Mm-hmm. And it is Pilgrim's Progress. Okay. Oh and yeah. I, I heard a couple. I heard a couple pastors say that that's a book that you ought to read. Mm. Now it's kind of hard reading because it's got a lot of English uh, words in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, my daughter looked up our family tree. And she says she don't know for sure, but she thinks one of my great great grandparents or whatever was on the Mayflower. Oh, wow. is that right? And well, that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Uh, he was Scottish, <laughs> and he spelt his name different than mine, but that's because of the way they spelt. Yeah. Uh, and the name got changed. But anyway, uh, that's very uh, good. My my thought is that our founding fathers declared that we could worship God the way we wanted to. Hmm. But he was taught, they were talking about G-O-D, I am. They wasn't talking about Buddha. They wasn't talking about a, a Hindu God, Islam, no, or right. whatever. They was talking about the God, Amen. not you're right. a God, the Amen. God. Amen. That's well, right. Thank you no, so much, Roger. I really appreciate you calling. Can I just add this to to Roger's? um, So he's reading Pilgrim's Progress. Mm -hmm. So that is actually a book that is in the literature queue for our oldest. So it's one of the upcoming books that she's going to have to read as part of her schooling. Mm-hmm. And um, and the book that she has is Pilgrim's Progress in Modern Language. Ah. So, yeah. So, or Modern, it, modern makes, English. Makes it a little easier. Yeah. So read. I thought about cheating because I have to say I've never <laughs> read it. I was always familiar with it, but I've never read The Pilgrim's Progress. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit that when it came in, I was like, man, I might have to steal this book for a second myself <laughs> if I can get it in Modern English. Because it is a little bit difficult reading Old English. Yeah. Like, it is it is a little bit difficult. Okay, where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to uh Lynn in Ohio. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Addison. How you doing? Hi. Well. All right. It's so Hello. good to speak to you. I love to listen to you. Okay. Oh, God um, bless you, sister. I'm, um, I'm studying first Peter, uh, hopefully to teach it after the first of the year. Oh. And I just wanted to share what it seems to me to be the theme of the book is that uh, persecution for the Christian is certain. Mm. Mm -hmm. In that we are to rejoice because we suffer with him, Mm. and our goal is to be glorifying to him while he builds our faith through enduring obedience. Mm. Mm, That's really good. We can follow him anywhere through anything with his example and presence as our guide. And Barclay says, there is the theme of steady encouragement to endurance and conduct and innocence in character. So uh, it's been a rich, rich study um, so far. I tried to memorize it, but I I only got to 
chapter four, and it, that had taken me a year. So I might try the brother, the brother's idea that called in earlier. Fifteen times, yeah, fifteen times a day. Like a wonderful idea. So um, the other um, book that I've read this year, and I use it as a reference frequently, is called um, "Determined to Believe?" Question mark by John Lennox. Okay. Okay. Um, very. Um, it's a, a um a relatively easy to read book on theology um but um and I think that my husband has has it summed up really well God is so all loving all powerful and all wise that he can give man free will without in any way diminishing his own sovereignty amen mm. amen mm. okay awesome thank you so much Lynn yeah, we appreciate books, yeah. you calling in. I want to I want to wow. say something about First Peter. So mm-hmm. we studied through First Peter, um, our women's group at church. We studied through First Peter, and I want to point something out just for for Lynn to also consider. One of the major themes that we also observed as we read through and studied through First Peter was that it seems that the entire challenge that Peter issues in this first letter sort of uh, revolves around understanding that we're not of this world, Mm. that our engagement and who we are, we are completely called out of this world so that we live in a way that is completely other from this world. And it's in that context, as you read it, so much of it makes sense that when he talks about the relationship between wives and husbands, slaves and their masters, children and their parents and all of these things, that we're supposed to be living differently. And it seems that he sets it up that the premise is that we're supposed to live according to um, the realization that we're not of this world. Like we're Mm -hmm. just not people of this world, which Mm -hmm. is interesting when you look at it and then read it all in that context. I'd be curious to see what Lynn thinks about that. If she reads it, thinking about that, maybe she already has, I don't know. Anyway, where do we go next? Will the great. All right, let's go to uh, Jamie in North Carolina. Hi, Jamie. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so very much. Um, the, the Bible book that I'm, I'm uh, reading is uh, I'm going along with Dr. J. Vernon McGee, hmm. this monthly study in the book of Hebrews. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, awesome. so I, do, I, I do beseech all the listeners that have their ears on the radio to uh, come Monday morning to join Dr. J. Vernon McGee, and he'll be in Hebrews chapter 6. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So how how could they do that? Maybe I don't understand. Maybe there's something that, that I don't. Is know. that online or how 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 do you do? Oh, it's on the radio. It, yeah, it's on the radio. It's uh it's through the Bible. They can pick it up um, on their computers, mm-hmm. and uh, they can check to see if their local state stations carry it. Okay. Um, through the Bible, it's it's his ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And the, the most wonderful book, um, I believe, that it stands head and shoulders above all others. Um, it's called Standing for Light and Truth by Dr. Adrian Rogers, probably mm. the greatest uh, preacher to have ever been uh, commissioned by the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm. And what's what's, what's the, the title of the book? Yeah, what's the title again? It, it's called Standing for Light and Truth by Dr. Adrian Rogers. Okay, Standing for Light and Truth. Yes. Okay. And it is it is the book about truth, and it lays it down, how it really is. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so think- much, Jamie. Thank you. We appreciate you, Jamie. I I think that Pastor Rogers just had like the best voice. I don't know if it's just because of familiarity 
with the voice of it. It's probably one of one of the most recognizable voices that when you hear it, yeah, the way that yeah, he would preach, just very distinct. Anyway, yeah. um, all right, where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to William in Texas. Hi, William. Hi, brother Will. Hi. Nikki, how are you doing, guys? Hi. Hi. So I'm going through Revelation, but I'm targeting particular study on eschatology. And the book I just finished is actually not in print. It's a manuscript by Dr. James Pollan. It's called The Kingdom of Life. And then the book that I would like to uh, recommend to you guys and everybody, this would be like the best book outside the Bible or an accompaniment with it, is the Wearsby Commentary on the New Testament. And you can actually download that for free. So what I like about Wearsby, and I've read the entire thing, I can't... uh, tell you how many books I've read, but Wearsby, what he does is he takes the approach of not only here's the raw data of what you're reading in the, in the, in the Bible, but this is how you apply it to your life. So mm. that's a, a real big plus, because a lot of times people uh, read it uh, maybe with somebody else in mind. But he, okay. he, he brings it back around where you're reading it because it's going to impact your own life. Okay. All right. Can you spell that for me, Wearsby? How do you spell that? Uh, W-E-I-R-S-B-E. Okay. Wearsby Commentary on the New Testament. Yes, and if you apply that to your daily reading with your family, you're going to just be forward. Okay. bless you so much. Awesome. That sounds great. Thank you so much, so much. We really do appreciate it. Well, the great, where do we go? All right, and let's go to Bobby in Ohio. Hi, Bobby. Hi there. How you doing? Um, I'm doing fine. All right. Uh, I've been reading Jude and trying to memorize uh, the beautiful doxology in Jude 24 and 25. Mm. It's worth memorizing. And uh, okay. the interesting thing, I think, is uh, they talk about our only God, and uh, that he's our Savior through Jesus. And I I found that was an interesting twist, uh, thinking of God as our Savior, uh, Mm -hmm. not just Jesus as our Savior, but uh, God, I guess, the Trinity. So anyway, that's what I'm reading in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And uh, the book is, uh, the book that I've really enjoyed that I would recommend to other people is Nikki Haley's with all due respect, hmm. oh. it's not a Chris, it's not a Christian book, mm-hmm. but it's very worthwhile to read from a Christian viewpoint. Okay. Even though Nikki's not a Christian, I don't believe, but she believes in her God. But it gives an inside look of how um, we all have a responsibility to have integrity in our lives, and she talks about her. Uh, it gives you an inside look of her life as representative to the uh, UN, as the ambassador to the UN. Okay. And she just sticks with her beliefs, even though she's not a politician. And it, it really uh, gives you a respect for her love for America. Okay. And uh, it actually, okay. That's it for now. Oh, thank you, Bobby. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Appreciate you calling in. That's I didn't realize that Nikki Haley had authored a book. 
Um, but that's interesting. I, I, I guess we could with all check. due respect. With all due respect is mm-hmm. the title of the book. I would like to do this though in the moments that we have because I think that Bobby made a great point. There is a beautiful doxology in Jude and those verses twenty four and twenty five. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.